to the NFL. What's up, party people in the house? We're back. It's Dynasty War Games. I'm your host, Jesse Schneeman, the fantasy herbalist. And I'm joined, as always, usually always, with my main man, Chad Mendoza. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, um, happy to be here. Had a had a long day of traveling. Very, very long. couple of days of traveling, actually. And I figured out my um, Twitter username, which is currently linked <laughs> next to my StreamYard name, which is awesome. At DWZ underscore Chad. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't remember that. Very easy, but apparently... <laughs> Yeah. Nice. It's taken me months, so you know we all get there eventually. I am at DWZ underscore War Games, so I, I don't have a personal Twitter. I just run the, I just run the show Twitter, and then Mike is, I Mike is different than yours. He's somewhere, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Mike is uh, Mike Casper is usually our other co-host. He's on maneuvers. Is that is that what you call it, Chad? You were in the army. He's out in the field. He's doing He's field, field exercise. Okay, doing a field exercise, so with with some cadets, I guess. Uh, so it's just me, me and Chad. We're gonna we're gonna rock this thing out. What kind of? So you're on the on the road. What kind of hotel are you staying in that has a mini fridge, Chad? Um, I'm at a Marriott. Oh, nice! A full service Marriott. Yep, full service. Um, you know the the bar was gracious enough to throw me some Blue Moons and and Dos Equis, uh, on the house, which was very nice. So. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm. I'm Are you a, pretty, you're pretty a platinum much rewards in. member, I guess. Yes, sure am. Bon, I'm sorry, Bonvoy. Yes, it, Bonvoy. It's called, I, <laughs> I'm getting like all mixed up all the time. I feel like all of them are changing. Uh, I used to just use Chase. Anyway, we won't get into it. But yeah, yeah, right on. Well, yeah. So for those of that you don't know, I worked for Marriott for almost 20 years, so I know everything that most people could possibly know about a full service Marriott. Um, but yeah, glad you're glad you're. Uh, Safe and sound. And what what are you drinking? What which one of those you're starting with? I'm starting with the Blue Moon. Blue so Moon. I wish right. I had a, a little bit of orange to go with it, but good call. You know. Good yeah. call. Uh, yeah, my wife uh, really enjoys uh, any kind of Belgian white, but Blue Moon she likes a lot. Every time yeah. I order her a Blue Moon when it's on tap, I'll bring it back um, from the bar, and she's like, "Oh, I love this. What is it?" It's blue moon. <laughs> she hasn't figured it out yet. Nope. <laughs> Every time it's a new experience. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we. we uh, it's funny because we do call her Dory. <laughs> She's very short term. All right, cool. I'm. I'm uh, working myself. I'm working on a truly tropical mix pack. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like you've been yeah. working on that thing for a year now. No, usually I go with the citrus pack. Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, this is the tropical pack. I've started with a watermelon kiwi. Holy shit. My 20-year-old self would punch me right in the face right now. Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> it takes I'd everything ask, for me not to react, but, you know. No, please I won't do. Make I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd ask myself if I wanted a Jolly Rancher in my Zima. <laughs> <laughs> one, of my, one of my best friends uh, that I, I've known forever he is like in love with apple martinis, apple teenies and stuff. Oh, really? And so, yeah, every time we'd go to the bar and go <laughs> hang out with you know random girls and stuff, he would he would order apple martinis, and I'm like, you know, we are too young to be seen with <laughs> apple martinis. Because like when I was like 22, 23 years old, and yeah, just a mess. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah, order a Cosmo, but on the rocks, please. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cosmo's not a terrible drink. You just can't be drinking that pink thing out of that glass. No, <laughs> Picking not up at ladies. all, man. No. Nothing with a stem, please. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. So we are going to play some games tonight. Um, we are going to play... Um, this is gonna. This is like a, another tribute to the office because we all love the office around here. So if you remember the fire episode, they stood in the parking lot and they played "Would You Rather" and uh, De- uh, "Deserted Island." Right. So I think they called it Desert Island, but it's not. If you were on a desert island, you'd die. There are no resources. Right. It's Deserted Island. Correct. Correct. That's sound logic. Yeah. Okay. All right, so would you rather, we're going to start with a little uh, would you rather, right? And it's who would you rather, actually. So we're going to go through a couple players that are on the same teams um, and figure out who who would you rather at their current cost. Make sense? Makes sense to me. All right, cool. All right, let's jump in. All right, five minutes into the episode, we're already playing a game. All right, works for me. All right, Chad, who would you rather, Brees Hall or Michael Carter at current value? Yeah, this one is tough. This is actually, uh, you know, when I was thinking about a game to play, I was discussing with a uh, with uh, somebody else, and you know that that runs another podcast, and um, we were we were talking about Brees Hall's value and versus Michael Carter's value, and where we see where we saw Michael Carter going this season. Um, because his values just tank so much, right? So, yeah. What role is he going to have in that Jets offense? That's obviously the biggest question on everybody's mind as far as the yeah. Jets go, because people have invested fairly heavily in Michael Carter um, over the last year. Uh, and I don't know. Like, I guess my answer, if I had to, if I if if I was going to pick a running back in that bracket of Brees Hall's value, I don't want Brees Hall. I'm going for somebody else. If I don't have the 101 in this draft, I'm not getting Brees Hall. Like, I'm not paying what it takes to get him because his value is immense right now. So you're not trading – you wouldn't trade up. I wouldn't trade up. I wouldn't trade up for him um, in most circumstances. I love Brees Hall as a player. So if I thought the value, you know, was, was you know, well enough, like if it just took, you know, a couple of seconds to trade up from 102 or, um, right. you know, but, yeah, maybe but- – yeah, he's, but I'm not he's, giving up like a future first to trade up from 102, 103, 104 to get Brees Hall. Like yeah, I haven't seen anybody doing. do that either. Um, so yeah, I mean, no, I've seen some crazy trades from the middle of the first to to get to 101 because I think everybody's just of the mind that he's oh, the you? only really safe player in the draft, uh, which I I think is you know I don't think there's ever really any extremely safe players, um, especially at the running back position. Oh, especially at running back. You remember Bishop Stanky? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stanky. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm fairly certain that's not his name, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, I mean, all right. So you remember Javid Best? You yeah, know? No, exactly. Exactly. He and uh, um, uh, Arian Foster came out, you know, pretty much bro- were supposed to break out the same year, but Arian Foster was the only one that did. Well, I mean, even right. look at the guys that are good, right? Like J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers and all these guys that – I mean, the running back position – Injuries. The, yeah. 
It's gonna the prevalency happen. of injuries is insane, you yeah. know, and it, it can happen. It can happen so quickly. So to to bankrupt yourself on on a player that we haven't seen on the field yet in the NFL, I just for that value. I mean, it's it's pretty insane to me. Uh, I'm yeah. just not going to do it. Unless... I mean, I yell about it all the time. Carryon Johnson was a middle second round pick in the NFL in the NFL draft, and really looked good the two halves of seasons he played, but couldn't come back from the knee injuries. Yeah. Play, yeah. Like flat out isn't the same guy. So, yeah. You know, and to, and, I mean, to move on to, to move on to Michael Carter a little bit. I mean, with him, I don't think I'm paying that either. Like, even though I think his value is suppressed, I think people are unwilling well, let's, to let's just establish give up on their, Let's establish a value. What are we paying? So, or what would, what would we have to pay? Yeah. So in DTC in 12 team super flex, um, Brees Hall is a thirty point four, and Michael Carter is a three point four. Yeah, that's that's not. So you're not. You're that's not, not realistic up. to me. That's not realistic to me. Right. Though. It's not because, I mean, that's saying you can give up two thirds and get Michael Carter, but not, nobody that paid a second for him last year is selling him for two thirds. Why would they do that? Yeah, and people were paying first for him last year. Yeah. Right. Agreed. So. What's thirty point four is that's that's what two twenty three firsts or a twenty three and a twenty four first. You're not paying that for for Brees Hall. Yeah, but again, I just don't think that that's realistic. I think you, yeah, the hype. Okay. I think I guess to put it in context, right? Like if we're just going off of DTC, which I guess was was the way we were trying to go with this game. But to be realistic with it, you can't get Brees Hall at value right now or what DTC thinks his value is right now. Right. Like I, you can't, I just, I, I haven't seen it. Right. Uh, and Michael Carter, I think he's one of those guys that people are just unwilling to give up on for that. What are they saying? Like, yeah, a, a, a third or two thirds or maybe like a, a third and a half or something. Yeah. 3.4. It's less than a second, which yeah. I understand. I mean, I understand that. I don't want to really pay a second for Michael Carter either. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? So I get that he's, but you're not selling him for that either. Exactly. Exactly. The fact so that I think the fact that we're talking about this pre-camp is a big thing too, because people aren't, you know, people aren't just making these trades right now. There's no yeah. pressure to score points. You know what I mean? Well, let's so, let's put it into this context with Brees. DTC has him ranked as their 13th best player as far as value or like most valued player um, outside of the quarterbacks. Right, really? so we're just talking about running backs and wide receivers. Yep, he's ahead of Dalvin Damn, Cook. He's ahead of Austin Eckler. He's ahead of Joe Mixon. He's ahead of uh, you know Tyreek Hill, Waddle, DK, all those guys. Mark Andrews. Um, I guess I didn't put on tight end premium, so that I, I would assume Mark Andrews is going to jump ahead of him. But that's nuts. Yeah. That's so yeah. So I just I just put it on, and, and he dropped down to sixteen, but still because uh-huh. some tight ends some tight ends jumped, but. Um, I, I still think 16 is too high. I mean, I would rather have Joe Mixon than Brees Hall. Well, yeah. Me personally. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what Joe Mixon is. You know how he translates to the NFL. We don't know that about Brees Hall right now. Yeah. What if they decide it's like a straight-up committee between the two, for, at least for the first year? Yeah, you know? that's my worry. That's my worry. I, I don't see that as far-fetched at all. Like, we all thought that Josh Jacobs was going to be a really good receiving back coming into the NFL, right? 
they don't the NFL doesn't see it that way. At least his coaches haven't. They haven't just have not used them like that. You know? Yeah. So it, it a lot of times how we see a player is not how the NFL sees a player. Um, you know, so they may not use Brees Hall as a receiver, and they may use Michael Carter as the receiving back. We don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah. So the answer you're giving me is neither. You got to you got to pick one. You got to give me either a second for Michael Carter. All right, let's let's establish the real value. If I if I offer you a twenty twenty five a twenty five second for Michael Carter, would you? I think twenty four second is realistic. I think that's okay. what people are generally going to want. They're going to say, it, okay, maybe a twenty three second is is a bit too much. We're right. It is. We're right much. around the corner from the twenty three class, and everybody's um, hyping that class right now. It's hard to get their picks. They're overvalued. Yep. So, all right. So a 20, 24 second, I don't mind paying that for Michael Carter. Just in the chance that I can get a flex year, you know, a couple good flex years out of him. Yeah. You know what? I, I would love to compare him to Kareem Hunt, but Kareem Hunt is such an extreme example of a good second running back on an NFL team, right? The 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 Jets don't have Stefanski, who's, you know, going to commit to running the you know, and they don't have arguably the best or second best run blocking offensive line in the NFL. The Jets do have what looks like is going to be a good line, but it's not. You know what I mean? I would love, I would love to think of Michael Carter as a Kareem Hunt type player, but not until we see it. So, but I think a twenty four second is a that's such a dart throw anyway. Why not? Why not take a dart throw on a guy that I that I like his ability? And is is on an up and coming offense. What do, what do you think about that? So, yeah, yeah, that I, I struggle with it. In a certain circumstance, I would do it. In a certain circumstance, I would do it. If I was a complete rebuild, um, and I just needed a, a, you know, a dart throw at running back. A, but I, I don't know. I even struggle. I wouldn't with, do it. So many, there's so many options with the. I I just don't. I don't bank on him producing this year. I think best case scenario for him, right? Absolute best case scenario, in my opinion, is mm. JD McKissick 2020. Right. Okay, that's, that's like absolute really nice ceiling in my mind. Which is a yeah. It's a good year. It's a what a mid to late uh, RB two. Yeah, it's worth a second all day. It's worth a second. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that's his, like, that's his absolute ceiling. Like, right. I, I mean, I would be ecstatic if that happened. I just don't even see that, you know, like I. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, don't know. All I, right, so, I struggle with that one. I struggle with that one. All right. So if I, all right, let's say you have Brees Hall, you're depending on him to score points for you this year. I offer you, um, I don't know, a 23 first. A 23 first, a 24 first, and a 23 second. And I'm uh, probably a middle of, middle of the pack team. Say that one more time. You have Brees Hall. You are depending on him for points this year. So you, mm-hmm. you think you're going to compete. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I offer you, I'm a middle of the pack team. I offer you 23 first, 24 first, 23 second. Yeah, I guess it would just depend on where those first are. Like if that yeah, middle, first, middle, 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 middle of the road. Yeah, I'm probably holding on to Brees. 
Okay. So that won't even. What if I throw another second in there? Yeah. Then like I'm a 24 package. Yeah. yeah then I'm thinking yeah. about the package. So it takes two firsts and two seconds to get Brees Hall right now? Yeah. I, I think if the. I'm not I think doing if that. I don't, I don't think most people are doing it. Um, yeah. That's. I think I mean, the best bet you have at, at trading Brees Hall for what people are kind of expecting to get from him is if you're getting some 2022 picks in return because people are so low on these picks. They just don't care where they are, right? Like a 104 and yeah. uh, 110 don't have much of a value drop. Yeah. So I see, I'm assuming that I'm assuming that, you know, 20 our, our 22 drafts are over, right? We're, we're dealing in 23 and 24 and 25 currency right now. Right. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, I guess we could throw like specific names of, of 22 rookies in there. Uh, like, uh, all right, let's say Kenny Walker and a 23. Obviously, you do it for Walker and a 23 first. Yes. But would you do it for Walker in a second? Because I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think so. So that's the line, right? Yeah, it is. That's the line. But could, could you see – I could I could see somebody giving up Walker um and a first for Brees Hall. I can't see anybody giving up Brees Hall for Walker in a second. Right. Not right now. Yeah, not right now. If but we get to I, camp just, and if we get to camp and Walker's looking like a monster and Brees Hall is starting slow, maybe. Yeah, and he's getting all the reps and all that kind yeah, of stuff and people right. are hyping him up. Yeah, of course. All right, so I, I think the answer right here is we would rather Michael Carter at cost. Yes, yeah. yeah. Michael Carter at cost. All right, cool. All right, let's move on to our next one. So, let me let me throw one out there. Okay, so, go for it. This is one that I'm actually really excited about. Um, okay, the next one, I, the next one. Well, you gave these to me anyway, but the next one on this list I really like too. But you, you go with one. All right, Cooper Cup and okay. Allen Robinson. Oh, okay. All right, let's figure out the value. Because you know I love me some Cooper Cup. And I love me some Allen Robinson too. That's that's a that's a big old Penn State wide receiver that is just smooth and can run a route. You know, is just a classic X wide receiver. Just love him. Yep. You know, and and obviously McVeigh needs to talk him up, but he's saying the things that you want to hear about him. You know? So I just I love it. Um uh, what what are we are we going with some value? So Cup is listed at D, on DTC as a thirty three point four. Uh huh. And Allen Robinson, let me see where he's at. He is all the way down on the list. He's at thirteen point three. I, th- it's probably pretty easy here because you're not. It's. It's going to take two 20, 23 firsts minimum mm-hmm. to get Cooper Cup. Yep. You know, if you, if you come if you come at me with a twenty three and a twenty four first for Cooper Cup, I'm going to get I'm going to tell you to go pound sand up the Rio Grande. You know, I'm probably going to tell you I want two twenty three firsts, a twenty three second, and I I'm and maybe a third. So. Let's let's up the stakes a little bit, right? Let's say that this is a uh, three hundred dollar buy in league, right? okay? Which I think is you know 
pretty uh, maybe a, a slightly above average what people just normal buy-ins are right yeah that's, would, would you say that yeah that's 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 a it's a good pot yeah so it's a thirty six hundred dollar pot right right and you're in the middle of the season and Cooper Cup is having the kind of season he's ha- he's had you know this past season right and Allen Robinson is having a, a great season, but he's not Cooper Cup. Right? right. He's having a, a Odell kind of Robert Odell Wood kind of uh, season. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Like like what Odell was having later late in the year last year. Okay. Right. Like he was getting touchdowns. He was looking really good, um, but he wasn't Cooper Cup. Right. Right. I assume Robinson's value is going to skyrocket at that point. Like, I think he's going to be worth worth a twenty three first himself. But I I'm just don't see sure Cup's value going any higher. True, true. Okay, that's a good point. Cooper Cup is at his is he, he's at the pinnacle of his fantasy value. Yeah. Right. Whereas Allen Robinson, even even though what they're, they're he's older, he's a year or two older. Um. Yeah, definitely could gain value. Absolutely. I just think that thirteen point three, right? Like that's it's fairly low. I mean, that's what a, a second and a third for DTC twenty twenty three second and a, a twenty twenty three third. Yeah, like an early second. Are you trading them for that? I'm not. No, but yeah, I I'd... no, it's not realistic. So what about what if I offer you two twenty three seconds? One of them's yeah, early. I'd, one of I'd... them's mid. I'd take that. Okay. I'd probably take take that that. too. Because there's also a chance that he either, there's also a chance that it, the value doesn't go up. There's always that chance. Injury, whatever. You don't expect the Rams to come out of the gate slow, but what if they do? You know, it happens to, it happens all the time. The the Chiefs looked weird for a stretch last year, you know? So. Yeah. if there was if there was like a safe player to me though, hmm. it's Allen Robinson this year. Yeah, yeah. Like I agree. for me, he's a he's a safe player in that offense. Odell's not going to be back for a while. Woods hmm. is gone. Van Jefferson is still Van Jefferson. Odell's is not the even, only... I, they haven't even signed Odell. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I you just assume they're going to at this point, right? right. Like where else is he going to go? Um, this late in in, in into the offseason. I don't know. I but, think there's plenty of teams that would at at, at some point. You know, sign him once he shows. So nobody's going to sign him until he shows he can run. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, that's true. I just, I, I guess, I'm just assuming the Rams are going to try to grab him up before that injury is, uh, is, is a little bit more known. Well, they, yeah, and they probably have a leg up because that's probably where he wants to go. And if everybody, yeah. if everybody's offering, you know, veteran minimum, then he gets his choice. <clears throat> but yeah, back, I mean, back to Robinson. So. If he if he's wide receiver two in that offense, he could still be wide a wide receiver one or a borderline you know top end wide receiver two borderline yeah. wide receiver one uh, yeah, in the NFL yeah. this season. Like it's it's going to be nuts. That offense is good, uh, and I mean I don't see many signs that as far as what they did this offseason that it's going to slow down any. Right. All Truthfully, right, so, I wouldn't even be mad at you if you said Allen Robinson was an upgrade over Odell. Well, he is. Yeah, I, that, there's no question in my mind over that. Even with even when Odell's 100 healthy, yes, Odell has more physical talent. 
that, but you can say that about, I don't know, all but maybe two wide receivers in the league about Odell. You know what I mean? He's a more, he's got more physical talent than almost anyone out there. But yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's pretty close, but I, I just, I wouldn't be, I still think, I still think Allen Robinson is a better wide receiver. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, he did, he did land in the doghouse last year, but that's not his fault. He had an idiot for a coach. Yeah. You know, trust me, there are a lot of idiots out there in this world. It's not Allen Robinson's fault. All right. So, I mean, that's two in a row where we're going with the, with the lower valued guy. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think that's what this exercise is all about. That's not really what I'm trying to prove. I'm really not trying to prove anything. I'm just trying to like open our eyes up to, I guess, what the good values are. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's just how it's fallen so far. We're only through two, right? So yeah, yeah. This one might go the other way. Um, let's talk Jags, right? Jags wide receivers. Would you rather have Christian Kirk or Lavisca Chanel? Kirk, easily. Yeah. All right. So what's his cost? I think he's at like I think I checked recently because I just acquired him in a trade. I think it's like nine point something in, in DTC or ten point something. Really? That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, let me see. It's nine point nine. Nine point nine, as opposed to Lavisca's three point two. Whereas I think you you probably could get Lavisca for two thirds. By the way, I think yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Um, you're not getting Christian Kirk for one second, but you probably get two se- Kirk for two seconds. You know, maybe I think, you, I think you could get him. I think you could get him for one. I think if you're, hmm. um, if a you're a three second, yeah, that's I think not if a, you're, yeah, right. Cause they're overvalued. So yeah. Yep. Hmm. I like that. I would do that. In fact, that's, he's going on my list. <laughs> he's going on my list of guys to start hunting. Um, I know I did get him in the only regular startup we did this year, the uh, mm-hmm. the, the best ball one. I did get Kirk pretty late. I was pretty happy with that, nice. especially in best ball. I kind of like him in best ball. I wish I remember the league I got him in. Hmm. I don't remember. This is the problem with being in so many leagues. Yeah, all the all the leagues start just mushing yep. together. But yeah, I got him in a package deal. Um, actually, keep talking. I, I, I'm going to pull right. up here in a second. All right. So, I mean, what we're expecting out of Christian Kirk this year is, is a lot less than what the Jags are expecting. They expect him to be a wide receiver one. I think we expect him to be a wide receiver two. Um, he's shown that in the past. Christian Kirk's a really good um, man beater. You know, he, he – He's very quick and has a lot of speed and um, runs decent routes and can definitely beat man coverage. I think he needs um, to learn how to beat zone. Like that's the that's the flaw I think that exists in his game because I, I think it was pretty obvious last year when when it wasn't a Christian Kirk game and it was an AJ Green game. It was because the other team was playing a lot of zone and AJ Green knows how to find the, the um, soft spots in a zone and settle into them. I mean. I, it's definitely for a lot of guys that comes with, you know, age and savvy. And I, and I do think that Doug Peterson can teach that. So um, not, I'm not sure that press Taylor, their offensive coordinator can teach anybody anything, but um, seriously, he's the guy's kind of the best. But um, I think uh, 
I think Christian Kirk is an ascending player. Um, they overpaid him, but the dynasty world isn't overvaluing him for that. In fact, it's probably undervaluing him because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, he, this tells you a little bit. So this was the trade. Okay. I, um, I gave up DK Metcalf, Davis Mills, and a 23 first. And I got Deshaun Watson and Christian Kirk. And I won the league in this, in this league, this was a P seven. So I won the league last year. Um, so that's still, and I still look like I have one of the better teams, top two teams in the league. So that's projected to be a late first. I really, really like that trade. I mean, obviously I'd rather have DK over Kirk. However, you're talking about a one season sample size between those two. Kirk might put up more points this year. Yeah. Um, And I mean, Watson, if he sees the field is an elite quarterback. Right. Yeah, obviously. I mean, you're giving up a Davis Mills is... I understand he has a starting job this year, but um, I, I just see him as a career backup. Yeah. Yeah. The the road is yet to be paved for him. We'll see how that ends up working out. But I, I just, yeah, I'm hard pressed to really think of a quarterback that's has that kind of value. That's just in, in such an unsteady position right now. Maybe yeah. Daniel Jones. Um, but I think if, if Daniel Jones – it gets kicked off his team um, if, if he doesn't have like a great season and they go and they draft somebody early in the 2023 class. I think Daniel Jones could probably still find a starting job. Davis yeah. Mills, if he has a bad year this year, he's never getting another starting job ever. Like no chance. Right. Yeah. No, another, yeah. A different team isn't going to give him a shot if he falls flat on his face, but Daniel Jones has a, he has that crazy athleticism rushing ability that, I feel like other teams, obviously, you know, a, a team took another chance on Trubisky. So yeah. it's not that dissimilar. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like I'm trying to think of another quarterback that that's really carrying that kind of value that is just on, st- on, on, on this much unsteady ground right now. And Right now it's, it, it, that's tough. Because Marcus uh, Mariota doesn't have the value that Davis no. Mills has right now. Mitch right. doesn't have the value that, that Mills has. It was uh, like Darnold last, Darnold last year, kind of. Yeah, yep. That's exactly what it is. It's just like Darnold last year. So, all right. Since we're talking about Daniel Jones real quick, let me ask you about a trade that um, Brian Ford asked me about today. So he texted me and asked me about um, – he has Daniel Jones. He was offered – Minshew, Devin Singletary, and a 23 second. No, I'm keeping Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I told him, and that's what he did. I mean, that's what yeah. his instinct was anyway. But, like, Minshew is a throw-in. He's never he's never going to be a starting that, There's no value there, yeah. Right. There's no value. So, um, Devin Singletary, I think he's worth a second. Um, so, you're getting two seconds for Daniel Jones? That's not ridiculous. He could go into the season and just tank. Right, but there's that Dable factor. He could take a leap, and you could end up, you know, you could have a gold mine in him. And if you trade him for that little package now, you could really be punching yourself in the face tomorrow for it. <laughs> or well, like, I mean, you know, in in November. And the fact remains, right? Like Daniel Jones, if he goes out there and he puts together a few decent games, and he looks, I mean, like a top. 15 quarterback, 
right? His value is going to remain. Like, it's going to stay there. Oh, yeah. In fact, it'll, like, I, I, th- I don't think it would be hard for his value to go up to a first, right? And yeah. he's a borderline yeah. there right now. Um, yeah. And then, if it, like, if he comes out and performs and, and takes an actual leap and is actually turns into a good quarterback, it's on the table. You have, it's a gold mine. Whatever you, you can get whatever you want for him, you know, or yeah. you just keep him and win. Yeah, he still makes me nervous. I've definitely dwindled down my shares of him to sure. You know, I only have one or two across my leagues. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I mean, he's. I'm not giving him up for that. I mean, I think that's a that's a bit. Yeah. But I kept that share just because. You know, I I actually only ever had the one share, but I mean, I didn't even entertain trying to shop it around because I, I just you've held him for this long don't trade him right before you might get the payoff, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, I guess, I guess it goes both ways, right? Like he could also dive off a cliff after this, after this season and be yeah. worth basically nothing. Right. Unless he finds another NFL team, but it, sure. so it goes both ways. I think, I think he's right there in that. Actually, funny enough, I would say, I was just about to say, I think he's right there in that category with Kirk cousins where he's like, not quite a first, but you know, still a high second. And actually, mm. They have Daniel Jones worth DTC does at a nine point eight, and they have Kirk at a nine point nine. So, <laughs> yeah, I All mean, right, I, yeah. I think that's pretty spot on. They're worth that for different reasons, but yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is solid as they come. You're, you're guaranteeing yourself a, a high end QB two, very possible low end, very probable low end QB one. <clears throat> um, but it, you know, it's he's older, and you don't know how long. That that's going to last, so that's why it's that's why he's there. Plus, he's always, no. Chris, I'm always, talking about Christian Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Oh, I thought we were talking what Christian. Oh, Kirk. I thought we were talking about Kirk Cousins. No, 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 no. Kirk Cousins uh, is worth more than more than that. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say uh, it's kind of low. No, Christian Kirk nine point nine. Daniel uh, Jones nine point eight. Uh, all right, but, so we're uh, moving on to pineapple. All right, and, uh, what's <laughs> What's the next player? I think we both agree pretty heavily on Kirk's side. Yeah, that was that was too easy. Um, although we didn't, we haven't talked about Lavisca. Like the hate is to? so real on Lavisca. I mean, is there no chance that this guy turns into a a nine hundred yard, seven touchdown player, which is a usable flex? I mean, I'm I'm holding him everywhere. Yeah, me you, too. You I would trade you him. Can't for trade shit. him for. You can't trade him for anything right now. Um, and, yeah, there is a possibility, whether you think it's a shot in the dark or not. But I think it's more than a shot in the dark. I think that guy's a monster. And if someone just figures out how to use him, you know, he's had Tom Coughlin and uh, whoever that joker was last year. I can't even remember his name. Urban. I mean, See, I – like, uh, okay. Urban Meyer did not know how to use him. No, he it's tried- not – it's, sorry, it's not – I think it's not about – I don't think it's about, like, coaches not knowing how to use these players. Like, I think that's a, a a misunderstanding of the situation, or at least at least not really painting the full picture. Mm. It takes a lot of dedication to bring out a player like Debo, a player like Chenault, a player like uh, Cordell Patterson. Like, you have to – you have to surround – you have to you have to direct your offense towards their style of play – to get right. the best out of them. Sure. Right. And some coaches may have the opinion that LaVisca Chanel is a good player, 
but he's not worth that. Mm. So he'll play a role in the offense, right? He'll be a kick returner. He'll go in the backfield every once in a while. He'll catch a few screens. But we're not going to dictate our offense around LaVisca Chenault, right? Just yeah, like the 49ers could have said, we're not going to dictate our offense around Debo like they right. have. Right? I guess it, yeah, I guess it, it doesn't help that this was three regimes ago or whatever, even though it was only two years ago that, that LaVisca was drafted. It doesn't, doesn't help that this isn't, these aren't the people that drafted him. So they didn't have that, they don't have that vision for him. So they don't yeah. care if he withers away. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they're like, oh, LaVisca, oh, we're, we're, we're racked here. We don't know what to do. Like, you know, they yeah. know. They're just, they're just saying, we don't think he's worth it. So he he needs to go out and prove to them that, you know, he's he's worth it and he can be Debo, basically. Yeah, like Debo has. I mean, Debo came out that first year when uh, his rookie season, and, I mean, he didn't put up ungodly numbers, but you saw him on the field and you were like, shit, this is a player. Yeah. Like, this is a player. Yeah, that dude's a badass. Right, yeah. same with, um, yeah, like, same with A.J. Brown, even though I think A.J. Brown had more of a pedigree. Yeah, yep. So and and they just dictated their entire offense around Debo yeah. Samuel. They said, "Okay, we're going to cater to you." Uh, yeah. The Falcons they brought in uh, Cordell Patterson. They liked what they saw. They said, "Okay, we're going to dictate our offense around Cordell Patterson." Do you and keep calling that's him a Cordell? Of, yeah, Cor- like Cordell Patterson. Stewart? Yeah, Cordell. I don't. I, Corderell. I'm not going to try. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Patterson. Right. It's so, like quarter, it's like Corderell. Can you say corduroy? Okay, let's move on. So, uh, I just pissed so they, off. They brought, they brought him in. They brought him in, and maybe it was the lack of talent on the offense because they didn't really have much else. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, let's give this a shot, and it worked, right? But nobody else has been able to bring that out of him, not because they didn't know what kind of player he was. It's because they didn't think he was good enough to have an offense because they didn't give a shit. around play- him. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. They had players they would rather give the ball to. Exactly, exactly. Because they didn't have to scheme those players the way they have to scheme LaVisco or Corderell or not as much Debo. And that's probably why Debo, Debo takes advantage of his situation as much as he does. Same with AJ Brown. Those guys yeah. are both better route runners. You know, yeah. I, so it's, that's yeah. just the problem though, because I, it's not me saying that I don't think LaVisca is not a good player. I think he's a, I mean, you look at his, his uh, advanced statistics. I mean, he's a great player for the better part of the year. He had the most forced, Missed tackles in the NFL um, ahead of guys like Rondell and Kadarius Tony, um, yeah. who are you know monsters in their own right and kind of of the same kind of similar player, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe Kadarius Tony's a little bit out of that bracket because he's shown you know he can line up on the outside and, and really be a threat. But yeah, I was uh, going to mention Rondell more. Um, he could he could fade away just for the same exact reason. Exactly, exactly, and it's just a big ask. To have a coach say, okay, like, yeah, we're just going to do it. We're just yeah. going to do it and, and see yeah. what happens. It's a really good point. I, I, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers on LaVisca. I, I got him as throw-ins a bunch of bunch of places last year. I didn't really pay much for him. I'm just crossing my fingers. But So I guess that middle of the road for LaVisca is kind of a tough ask. He's sort of going to be boom or bust. Yeah, I think so. And it might even be a, a, a matter of, well, I don't know. There might be a few games where they think they can feature him, you know, because of the specific defense that they're playing. And maybe that's the time where he builds a little value and you trade him. Yeah. 
I like it. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so let's move on. Do you have one you want to throw out? Um, let's go with one one you got. Okay. Um, these are two players that might be worth about the same. Um, same team, same position. Mm-hmm. Tannehill and Malik Willis. Yeah, this Who would you tough. rather? This one's tough. This one, I think, is the first one out, out of all of the ones that we've done where I think it's just so heavily dependent on what you're doing in the league. I mean, we know Malik Willis is worth a second. Yeah. You know, probably this right in the middle of the second round. What yep. is Tannehill worth that? I yeah, would probably play. Yeah, for sure. I, I think he is. I so, think he is. If I'm a contender and I need a third quarterback for this year, I'd probably do that. Because I think he's pretty safe this year. Yeah, you know, I think I, I think Tannehill's worth more than um, Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh DTC, let's see where they have him. I think he's worth more than Malik Willis, definitely. Hmm. Okay, so, so DTC has him at a fifteen. All right. Um, so that's a, have, that's a twenty. That's a twenty-four first. Yep, and they have a uh, Malik Willis at eleven. All right, and that's middle. Of the, that's a middle second twenty twenty-two second. So, all right. I mean, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Yeah. Um Nobody's paying a first, and nobody's paying any first for. Nobody's paying any first for Tannehill either. By the way, so nobody's paying it. Nobody's paying a, a first for either one of them. I, Tannehill's. I, let me let me ask you this though. Let I me mean, ask no, you this. All right, go ahead. We're mid season. You're a contender. Guys like you know the traditional guys that have been worth that borderline first round pick. Your Derek Carrs, um, your Kirk Cousins. All those guys are performing well and they're on contenders. You can't get them right. This is a very realistic scenario because they they're players that historically produce and are on good teams, and guys don't want to get rid of them at that point, right? Uh Uh-huh. And you're looking at Tannehill, and he's having the season that he's historically had, which is last year, QB 12. He was a QB 1. The year before that, QB 8. He was a QB 1, right? You're not saying, okay, I'm I'm competing here. He doesn't have his monster anymore. I'm hold on, but no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we're in season and he's putting up this QB twelve season. You're okay, so he's still doing it. Doesn't matter. It, it, in this world, Traylon Burks has has in, in this world, it's not because I don't think it's really about Traylon Burks. I think it's it's about Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry can do the same things he's done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I got it. I got you. So if the if the play action is working. Yeah. Right. The play action is working, the offense is still functional. And Tannehill is just taking what he's given, like he's like he's been doing the last few years, um, and and he's that QB twelve. I think and I'm a, I think and I'm a contender. I'm a contender, and Matt Stafford has a broken thumb, and he's my QB two, and my QB or or you're is or like, you're a contender, or you're a contender, and you have uh, Jared Goff who's not performing well, or Daniel right. Jones who's not performing well, right? Like you're you're that maybe that third team in line because you're quarterback. Hmm. I think you're giving up a first for him. Like I think that's I think that's realistic. I think right now it's tough because we're still in the off season and points don't matter yet. Uh, I would hate to do that, even in that situation. I, 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 there's so many other guys. 
I I don't think there are. I don't think there are. I, I don't know, think like you're I'm, any... I'm, I'm I'm probably gonna pay a little more and get a Kirk Cousins or Tua or who else is in that tier? Um if two if Tua is a QB one next year, you're giving up two first for him. Well minimum. All right, let's say minimum. let's say QB two is performing just outside the top twelve, you know, like fourteen. Okay, he's having a traditional Derek Carr season. Yeah. I think you're you're still paying, you know, just under two first for him. Because of the youth. Because of the youth, yep. Hmm. Okay. Because of the youth and because he still has Tyreek and and, and Waddle. Waddle. Right. Yeah. You know, in that offense. And the, and it's a young offense, right? So I mean they're only yeah. gonna keep getting better, I guess, if you're just following the trajectory, <laughs> if that if that's the case, if he's like QB thirteen. You know, in season, and I can't figure out. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe Zach I'm just Wilson. saying. Maybe I'd rather have Zach Wilson. I just there's there's so many reasons. I I'm just don't saying, like let's say, like him. like let's say, let's say you have to, like let's say you're trying to get a guy that's producing because you're trying to win the championship and you have a real yeah. shot at it, right? If Zach Wilson is competing, you're giving up the the farm for him. Like if he's anywhere close to a QB one. You're giving up the farm for Zach You don't think Wilson. people want to get a first and get out because no, they're so scared of him? Are you crazy? If he's anywhere near a QB1, people are going to be hyping him up. Yeah. Like, it's not It's not even a question. Like, that's not even a, a you know, 75% chance. Like, he's he's have, he has an insane value. 100% chance if he is anywhere near QB1 or a QB1. All right. Well, his value is high. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll put it this way: This is a really specific world that you're describing that I don't believe. It, it's not a very specific world. It happens every single season. There's a there's a, a, a there's a lot of reasons why in why every it could league. not happen. There's a lot of reasons why it could not happen this this season. Derrick Henry coming off an injury, being 29. Um, the line they lost players on their line. No, but um, you're talking about reasons not to trade for him now. I, no, I'm with. saying I'm giving you reasons why the play action could not be working. But yeah, and that's the passing that's, game could not be working. But that those are reasons why not to trade for him now. I'm but what I'm saying is no, I'm saying season, why this is a very specific world that, that you're that, that you're. But it's not. Out. It's not. I'm not making it up though. This is what but he's I, historically done. Sure, right? but things change, man, and a lot has changed on their offense. And just but to think that it's so. Be what stacked. I'm saying is. What I'm saying is you're predicting for it to change negatively, right? I'm not even predicting it change positively. I'm just saying even status if he regresses quo. a yeah. little bit Understood. or gets status quo, like I, that's a very realistic scenario. It's not a very specific, like out of the box, you know, kind of thing. Like it's a very reasonable situation. All right. He just I, I, call it, cu- I call it a big if. You got just call it an if. Is that fair? Yeah, I I guess so. I I yeah, I don't think it's anywhere I, well, close to it. I guess yet. but but all right, so the point I was trying to make is this is a specific world, right? We're, we're not going to say very specific world. We'll say this is just a specific world that this happens, right? And even then, I'm like oh, I still don't want to give up a first for him. I still want to work this guy. You know, can I can I get him cheaper? I I still don't think I'm giving a first a first so i think i think he's I worth think a first, uh, to say Tannehill's uh, worth a, a 24 first i don't agree 
I mean, I've been I playing just, Dynasty a long time, man. I think, I think it's, I think that. I'm not saying nobody would. Likely, I'm just saying that's I the would. most likely scenario. I'm not even saying like there's somebody out there that would. I'm saying it happens every single year. I know what you're saying. I'm not arguing that I'm at that point anymore. Every single year. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm not arguing that point anymore. I, 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 I was only arguing that point to make this point, and that's that I just, it, there's, there, I just don't see a world really. Where I'm giving up a first for Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, same with Malik Willis. Although that's not true. There is a world. There's a world where that's, Tannehill that's gets a hurt very, and Malik. That's and Malik a very Willis specific world. In, that's a very specific looks really good. world. And that is a very specific world. But that's a very. If big that if. happens, I'm giving up a first for that sucker. <laughs> you yeah, know that's a mean? very big if. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a huge if. It's a huge if. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah. No. I mean, so like. Tannehill giving up a first for him right now to me is out of the question, right? Yeah. If we're if we're in season, if we're mid season and he's QB eleven, he's worth a first. Nobody's giving up for anything any, anything less than that. Okay, but we're trying to to determine his value right now. So I think we but, just determined that he's not worth a first right now. No. Yeah. Right now, Jesse. Jesse, listen. Who would can, you rather? <laughs> what I'm saying is. Right. This is this is all based off of logic and and predictions on what's going to happen in season. Right. I think there's a very, very, very likely scenario where you can get a first for a guy like Ryan Tannehill. It's very, very unlikely that you're getting anything close to a first from Malik Willis in season. Okay. Very unlikely. Okay. Agreed. But we're talking about their, their value. Their current value. What would you? Would, who would you rather at their current value? But that's that's the reasoning, though, right? Like that's why I'd rather have Tannehill because okay, you're 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 not saying okay, like what's if it was just based off of what their value is right now, then you just take the guy with more or less value, or you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But you, it's all about predictions. Oh, well, it's what you'd have to right? give up like, for him. But yeah, but it's about predictions, right? It's what you'd have to give up for him mm-hmm. and where you see his value going in, in the most likely case. Right, so, Malik Willis's value to rise. It, I mean, it's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. If anything, he's gonna regress in value during the season as people start getting excited about the twenty three class and the twenty four class gets a little bit closer and that value starts rising. Mm-hmm. People are not gonna want to give up an early uh, twenty three second for Malik Willis like they paid an early twenty three. Uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you this though: Do you believe that Malik Willis will eventually get a shot at that job? Like, do you eventually? Do you think he's eventually going to get that job? I think it's a. Uh, or do you think I mean, that there's a, a? Do you think there's a at least a fifty percent chance that he'll get drafted over? Put it this way: I'm not trading for Malik Willis. I would take him in the draft, um, just compared to who else was in there in like the mid second. Uh, but that's yeah. the only shot I'm 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 taking on him. I'm not trading for Malik Willis. Uh, you're, I, so I don't you're not think giving up. You're not giving up. I don't a even think it's a coin second. flip. You're not giving up I mean, a 24 second for him because I would. No, I'm not. I'm not. I would on a rebuild. Just that. There's no. There's no way. There's no way because his value is going to decrease in season. Okay, Unless but if, if it's a rebuild, field. if it's a long term rebuild, his value has a really good shot at, at going up after the season. I, but because Jesse, Tannehill's cuttable. But Jesse. But Jesse. If you carry it, if you if you say okay, I think that there's an eighty percent chance, ninety percent chance, right? I think ninety percent for me. 
where I think there's a 90% chance that his value decreases this season. As we get closer to 24, as we get closer to 23, um, and and people start inflating the value of those picks even more, right? And Malik Willis is still on the bench, and the excitement is doled down a little bit, right? Tannehill goes out there and has another average season, right? Uh, There's talk of... Because he's cuttable and old as shit. And they've already shown that they want to get they get rid of their old core and replace with young Jesse, players. Jesse, they waited until the third round to take Malik Willis. Understood. Understood. So wh- what I'm saying is I Tannehill is not the long-term answer for them. What What's the chance? What That's what I'm asking. What's the chance that they draft over Malik Willis? You didn't answer that. So, no, the, what I'm saying is that there's a if there is a large percentage chance – that Malik Malik Willis's value drops in season. Why would I, I buy him now? Well, because there's a because what I'm trying to determine is what's the percent chance that his value goes up after this season? What's the percent? Then you buy him in he season. Gets the starting job. Then you buy. This is the same argument I had for Elijah Moore, right? Elijah Moore last year when everybody was buying him, and I was like, why are you guys buying Elijah Moore in minicamp? His value is going to drop. He is a rookie quarterback. He has a rookie head coach. He's a rookie wide receiver who historically they don't do very well in their first year. I mean, it's a very low percentage of them do. So why are we hyping this guy? His value will drop. And sure enough, we're in season. And I mean, like so, logic so you tells you what's going to happen, his so value you drops. Buy, then you, you buy wanna, him. You want to buy Malik Willis in November, October. Exactly. Yeah. If I'm If I want to buy Malik Willis, I'm not doing it right now. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to. Your your answers are so frustrating. And why is it frustrating? <laughs> I, I because mean, because I I just want to know who you want to buy now. Ryan Tannehill, because in season it's more likely his value increases. Okay, and then you can sell him. Yes, <laughs> it's that easy. I mean, it's 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 pretty simple. All right, so you're 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 hoping that the second that you pay for Tannehill will turn into a first. Yes. Yep. And I mean, worst case scenario, you, you get your second back, right? He's a starting quarterback, unless he gets injured. Not worse. Some case, freak. But... I mean, I'm talking about in like the very likely scenarios, right? Like it's, he's not going to go out there and be, you know, the worst quarterback in the league. So. Yeah. There are people out there that think that Tannehill is going to get cut at the end of the year. And Malik Willis is going to be their new quarterback. Well, there there are people out there that believe what they want to believe because uh, <laughs> they want Malik Willis on the field. Right, so right. there, it's it's wishful thinking, right? right. Is what That's it true. is. That's they true. drafted they him. drafted Malik Willis in the third round. It's much more likely that uh, the the if the Tennessee Titans suck this year, they go out and draft a quarterback high in the twenty three class. Then yeah, take advantage save. of those. Yeah, take advantage of those people. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like some people just believe stuff because. Yeah, yeah. They want it to happen, right? Like, not because they think it will actually happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I can absolutely tell you that I've been guilty of that myself. It's something Rager. that I'm really trying not to. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Rager. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I was referring to. Yeah. I did that with Rager. I can admit it now. It hurts, man. It hurts my soul on so many levels this Jalen Rager thing. But yeah, I did that. Absolutely. I wanted him to be great. I, oh, we've all, you. we've all been guilty of that, man. I've done that yeah. a, a million times. That's why I'm so 
firm on it now is because I've done it for so many years where, right. I, and then I just realized like, you know, your prediction shouldn't be based on what you want to happen. Like that's sure, not sure. Sure. You know, yeah. That's it's not one a of those, prediction. It's one of those things, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm teaching myself every day. You know what I mean? I know it, but it's so it's, it's easy to get caught up in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a giants fan that, you know, got rid of all his Daniel Jones shares. Like I right. want Daniel Jones to succeed. It doesn't mean that I think it's the likeliest outcome in, in the world. You know, like I, I think it's kind of likely that he's just okay. And they say, we need to go out there and get a better than okay quarterback. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I'm an Eagles fan that faded Devontae Smith. Don't feel yeah. bad about that right now, yeah. to be honest. I don't feel bad about the fact that I would not spend the 112 on him last year. It's not that I don't like him as a player. I just don't like the situation he's in at all. Yeah. I mean, if, um, if Malik Willis does year. see the field, like if Malik Willis does see the field, right, it's still not guaranteed that he's going to be good. Like that, No, that's no. Far from. Far from. But um, there's a really good chance that he could be like a, a Hurts type. You know, oh, puts up numbers even when he's I, bad. I mean, I think, th- I think there's an okay chance. But, I mean, we've also seen very athletic quarterbacks fail too. I, I'm just saying like – Josh Allen was absolutely horrendous his first year. Oh, yeah. Right? Lamar Jackson was absolutely horrendous his first year. Mm-hmm. They got they got that 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 wait time because of their draft capital. Right. Malik Willis doesn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. If he has that Lamar Jackson year, he's done. Yeah. Like that's hey, get, hey, guess what? Josh Rosen didn't even get that time. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Right? You know what I mean? And he had the draft capital. So, so what I'm saying is like, it's, it's, if we're all, if we're going off of historical data, right? Like it's just not very likely that Malik Willis turns into something great. I'm not saying that I didn't take him in the second round of, of some of these rookie drafts because I, you know, shot in the dark and, you know, I I didn't know who else to pick at that point. I think I got two or three shares. Yeah. Just, just as a, you know, in case you're wrong. Yeah. In case I'm wrong. Exactly. And, but, uh, and, if, and if that's all it costs in the second round, you know, yeah. so, and, many, you know so many people are wrong about Herbert. I, I don't want people to get my, like, my words twisted. Like, I'm not saying that Malik Willis will not succeed and won't be a good quarterback. I'm just saying it's not the likeliest scenario right now. Like, it's a very unlikely scenario. I mean, he would have to be, like, a one in a few dozen uh quarterback profiles to come out and and do something special that not a lot of people have done in the NFL. So, I mean, it's just betting. It's. Huh? Sorry, my headphones almost died. Um, But uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's betting against the, you know, the the field, right. It's betting against the house. And I just, I don't think that's a smart way to play things. Right on. Right on. Okay. All right. I think we're done. I think we're done with uh, who would you rather? That was a spirited debate, and in the in the um, in the honor of that passionate debate, I just opened a passion fruit, truly. So um, let's let's give this a shot. Uh, it's, that's awful. <laughs> Whew, that's really bad. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm hearing a little echo. Oh, shit. I don't know. And I have echo canceling on. Um, all right. So we are going to move on from uh, who would you rather? 
Um, I'm giving myself the win on that. What do you think about that, Chad? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I would love to, but I can't. I can't make my first ever win one that I award myself for no reason. <laughs> or, Is it? Have you not gotten a win yet? I no, thought you I've got never, one. I've, no, I've never won. I've absolutely never won on my own show. <laughs> I'm sorry, our own show. It's not my show. It's our show. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to move on. We're going to go to Deserted Island, right? So our version of D- Deserted Island, you're going to have to follow closely. So um, it's all going to be about Patreon, DWZ, Patreon 4. And this is a probably the most unique league I've ever been a part of. 24-team league, uh, four six-team divisions, and it works like the English Premier League, right? Where you have the Premier League, and then you have divisions one, two, three below that, and you have a relegation and promotion system. Teams are, and and the way the draft went was the the first tier gets to draft. They draft all of the the players they want to draft, and then whoever's left, Division One gets to go after. And that's the division I was in. Um, what was left over for me? Are you there, Chad? Yep, I'm here. Okay. So what was left over for me was not that bad in Division One. I, I, I actually kind of like my team. I, I took uh, it's one one QB, one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, and it's dynasty. I had I got Deshaun Watson, Kamara, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson. Gasicki, and then my flexes are Elijah Mitchell and Mike Williams. So, what do you think about that? First of all, I guess it's it's tough without context. So, strike that yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a fun team, but it's n- nothing compared to the Premier League teams. So, you'd have to compare it to the other teams in my league, and I'm not interested in taking the time to do that. What we want to do here is fill the three bench spots, right? So every team gets three bench spots. They weren't drafted. You have to fill them from waivers, right? It's a fab system. So we're going to do, there's going to be a fab run on Saturday night. And so it's, there's, and, and there's no tiers in this. There's no, right? So everybody gets the same shot. You have 500 fab. It resets before the season starts. All right. Okay. So, first of all, let me ask you: What would your strategy be as far as um, how to spread your fab around in that situation? Um, I think you've got to go after the best players. I mean, yeah, right. That's that's what I was thinking. So it's, I have you've got such a small bench and and such a small starting lineup. You know, one or two players are going to make the vast difference. You know. Between yeah, you so getting promotion or not. I'm thinking I got to put $500 on 10. Well, I found six players that I, that I actually want. So I had to put five, my whole budget on those players and then put zero bids on other players. Like I, I scrolled down, right? So if you have 24 teams, every team needs three players. Um, that's 72 players, right? So I, I scrolled down to that area and that's like the Jalen Guyton, Quez Watkins kind of area. Like players that you don't want to start, but 
you might get a couple points out of if you have to. So I guess my first deserted island question is if you were on a deserted island and you had to feel you had to fill three bench spots in this format, what positions would you go after? What three what what um how would you fill those? Like you have three spots, so you can go um any combination of positions that you want. What would you go? What would you do? Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. So how many how many running backs do you have to start? One. So it's one, one QB, back. one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end. Okay. And then two I runs. would I would go with the um I would honestly not worry about the positions. I would just go for the best player, the player that's gonna put up the most points. Um so I guess my point of asking this though is do you think you need to carry a quarterback? On your bench. I mean, it would be nice to have a quarterback on your bench. I wouldn't if I if if I'm your choices are Tannehill, Daniel Jones, Wentz, Goff, Mills, Mariota, Baker, Jimmy G, Mitch, Drew Locke, Darnold, Corral, Ritter, Malik. It's like that. That's that's who you got. Yeah. And then the rest are all like straight up backups. Is there a super flex spot or no? No. It's one QB. Yeah, I'm not worrying about another quarterback. You're not taking any of those guys. You're not even gonna no. bet on them. No, okay. I'm taking I'm taking a guy that I can stick in my with with only having only three bench spots, I'm taking a guy that I can stick in multiple different places in the flex, in the wide receiver slot, in the running back spot, wherever wherever I mean, because guys are gonna get injured and you know, ultimately you're going to have no, you're going to have a spot where you're not going to have a guy to cover. Um, right. It's going to, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Uh, right. And that's what you want to mitigate. So I think having a quarterback that you know is going to be on your bench doesn't really do much for you. All right. So what if your quarterback is Deshaun Watson? And you're in your the, mind? you're in the, um in the second division, right? Right. So it's division one, but it's, one, you know, just below the premiership. Yeah. So. And and your <laughs> running back is Kamara. So you're. So my first two picks were the all suspension team. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry about um, getting relegated if I was being honest with you. Um, okay. I wouldn't worry about it. I would just take the best player, a young player, and yeah. just know that, hey, I have Deshaun Watson, even if he gets suspended. Um, when he comes back, he's an elite quarterback. And if I am relegated down to the second division, um, which is, I guess, the third division <laughs> technically, um, yeah. that my quarterback's going to be better than everybody else's quarterback in that division. And I'm going to come back up. You're more just going to bounce my... right back up. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a good point, even though that takes two years to happen. Oh, you know, because it's a year – they, and then you get relegated and you got to take a year to work your way back up. But I guess. Yeah, but that also gives you time to prepare to jump. I mean, to make the second, the jump straight back up into the, into the next division as well, because what, what's the other, you know, scenario that you select a quarterback and then you don't have enough starting players mid season and you wind up right back, you know, middle of the, uh, of the first division 
at the end of the year and you're still there, you know, I mean, yeah. you might as well just go down and collect better talent and, and make your, you know, stock up for your rise. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So your answer is if you're on a deserted Island and this is your only form of, of entertainment is playing this league. Somehow you have contact with these guys, but they can't save you. <laughs> they want you to be on the deserted Island. You're gonna you're gonna take a combination of running backs and wide receivers. You're not gonna worry about a quarterback or a tight end, right? Or are you there? Yeah, is there tight end premium or no? No tight end premium. Okay, yeah, I'm not worried about tight ends then. Okay, cool. So yeah, then I'm I'm going with a wide receiver or running back. Um I'd pre- okay. preferably knowing that my my quarterback may be suspended for a long period of time during the yeah. course of the season. I'm preparing to go down, right? And I'm just mm-hmm. saying, give me a good young wide receiver that's going to help me for a couple of years. Or running back? Yeah, but running back's a little bit more volatile, right? So you you want the more sure product that's going to be able to help you, that you you have a very good a good idea that they're going to be able to help you two years from now, three years from now. Because that's yeah. when you really want to be making your push. I would say the there are more running backs available, though. All right, so second question. Stuck on a deserted island, you have to fill three bench spots, and um, <clears throat> this is your only form of entertainment. Out of this six, six, out of these six players, who are the three? I'm sorry, who is the one that you want? Um, actually, you know, give me three in order. All right, so Van Jefferson, Devontae Parker, Khalil Herbert, DPJ, Gainwell, Tim Patrick. What? Um, who are your top three in that scenario? So Van Jeff. Devonta Parker, Julio, Gainwell, and Tim Patrick. Those are the five. No, Herbert, Khalil Herbert. Not oh, Julio. Khalil Herbert, not Julio. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> um. Gosh. Yeah, we're not about playing easy games here. I'm gonna say my top one is. Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's point a tough for one for a second. Way. Tim Patrick, point for that, by the way. That's who I have at the top of my list. Oh man. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna between gonna be between see, I struggle with this one because I I doubt Parker's gonna be able to help you two year three years from now. Right. Um, that's why he's at the bottom of the list. Um, but, but I also he, have that same he, exact doubt for Van Jefferson. I don't think that Van Jefferson really help. Yes, in two uh, years. Nope. I think he even though he's, he, even though he's what 23, 20, Oh, he's already twenty five. Yeah, he's twenty. He's twenty five, and and they've just consistently bringing in more and more guys. They don't believe in him. They don't think he's good. Well, I'll push back on that a little because last year. When the three the three of them were healthy, Woods, Cup, and Van Jefferson, they were really trying to make Van Jefferson a thing. Like they were funneling him targets over Robert Woods to start the year. 
So that says something, or where was it they were just trying to find out? I think, I mean, I think honestly, they're just trying to find out, and then they found out and they were like, all right. Yeah, they're they're just trying to see what the guy has because they know, like, you know, we're going to be competing for years to come. This is make or break for this guy. You know, he's on going into year three, right? Yeah, he is going into year three and he just got, you know, signed over. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He had 31 targets this past year. That's it. 31 targets. Van Jefferson? Yeah. Or no, that was that was his first year. That was his positional. That was 2020. Was, that was 2020. 2021. He had 89 he had targets. 89 50 targets. Ca- 50 catches, 800 yards, six touchdowns. Not, that, that's not a bad year. Yeah, but then you're telling but me that they're, they that were they were trying to make him a thing, and then they lost their their number two guy. Yeah, you know. So there was a period of time before they signed Odell. Odell, actually, no, there wasn't. Is it actually they signed Odell, and then Woods went down the next day. Yeah, now that yep. I remember that. So, so they brought yeah they brought in Odell then Woods got hurt right and then they got rid of Woods this offseason and they brought in Allen Robinson and they're trying to get Odell back. I mean that's right. that's been the report since the start. They want Odell there. Yeah, that is kind of yeah, that is kind of damning for Van Jefferson. I agree. Um and then what, also they also I mean say what you will about Tutu Atwell but they drafted him in the second round. True. True. That <laughs> Tutu Atwell is a little midget LaVisca, though. And yeah, we just went still, over that. But they still like, took a wide receiver in the second round when, when yeah. if they thought I mean, Van I Jefferson. LaVisca went in the second round, too. Doesn't mean he's going to be a thing. No, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's saying Tutu Atwell is going to be a thing. I'm saying that the thought when, when they're taking a wide receiver in the second round and they have Robert Woods and they have Cooper Cup. And they and have, they Van, have Jefferson, Van Jefferson is that hey we don't have a guy that can be that wide receiver three who can be that that you right. know. at least that's my opinion I don't think I think you take okay. a wide a wide receiver in the second round because you say okay we need a good wide receiver two wide receiver three to produce now all right so we move we move Jefferson down to fifth right so what what do we think about DPJ. I mean, he's got a legitimate chance to be the um, field stretcher. Uh, Why? I think um, I would put. I think I would put People Jones second on the list. If I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I like Herbert a lot. Yeah, I like him I, a lot. I just yeah. Montgomery's still young. They like him. They use him a lot. It's but he's coming up on his. He's coming up on his fifth year option. And they're not getting. Do you do you think they're going to give him a second contract? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't draft him. This regime. I mean, but they're so. So why would they? I I don't think so. I think they'll draft over him or just go run with the cheap Khalil Herbert and let him walk. You know, and get a compensatory third rounder. Why would you not? That's what I would do. Um, I would either go with Khalil Herbert, or if I didn't think Khalil Herbert could carry me, I'd draft another guy. Yeah, but cheap. I mean, that still brings the problem though that like when 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 Montgomery is uh when Montgomery is in the last year of his contract, right? If they pick up the the fifth year on him, did they they drafted him in the first, right, or no? I can't remember. You know, that's a good question because I. He doesn't feel like a first rounder. No, I, I don't think he was a first round pick. 
now that I'm thinking about it. So he doesn't even have an option. No. So they would have to put a second round tender on him. Yeah. Which I think they, I don't think they would do. I don't think they would do that either. So, I mean, really what I, what I, I really think it's realistic that they, they lowball him. And if it, it sort of depends on David Montgomery, whether he stays with the, you know, with the bears, like I'd offer him four or 5 million a year. If you want it, you know, I'd offer you four or 5 million a year for three years. If you want it, Hey, love to have you. If not, you know, best wishes. I can get a guy in the third that's, that'll do the same. You know what I mean? Or I, or I already have this guy on my bench and maybe I don't even offer you that. And I can get a guy in the third that I can pair with Herbert and, yeah. and be just as happier, maybe happier, really loved what I saw out of Khalil Herbert last year, man. I just thought he had more juice than David Montgomery. He doesn't have that battering ram shit that like Montgomery just wouldn't go down last year. He finally found that thing, that Chris Carson thing, elite violence, but you know, a little bit of that Jordan Howard thing also where you just won't go down. You're all, you are going to get four yards, but it's clear Herbert just had this juice that I really liked. I thought he looked like a lead back. Did, yeah, I mean, I I, I get what you're I get what you're saying. Me personally, I'd just <laughs> rather take the wide receiver who's going to see the field um, this season. Yeah, than a running back who may or may not you know have a starting gig some at some point in the future. Yeah, you know. All right, so. The guy I actually have second is because I have Khalil Herbert third as it stands, but I'm moving DPJ up because I, I like I, I like what you're saying. What about Gainwell? So I, I like Gainwell actually second because he is in a run first offense in an offense where he flashed last year and they showed confidence in him. One of the best run blocking lines in the NFL, maybe second, maybe first. Um, And he's behind a running back that has just been so erratic and hurt constantly and can't find the end zone. So who like, why, why would you not think that Gainwell is, is, you know, going to have a huge role in this offense? Yeah. He's not a lead back. He doesn't have the size. I'm not yeah. taking him to be a lead back. I'm taking him to be a guy that I can bring on off my bench and is going to have a role and I know is going to score points in most games this year. Right? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Kenneth Gainwell over Khalil Herbert um, just because I think the opportunity is maybe more in line with mm-hmm. Kenneth Gainwell this season. And in two years, I, I think Miles- Gainwell still has a role as a receiving back, even if the Eagles draft like a, a more – you know, a more traditional, you know, first, second down back than Gainwell, right? Yeah. I I just think he's such an excellent receiving back. Really showed a lot of flash last year. Um, Is that worth more than DPJ or no? No, not for me. No? No. Why? Why? I mean, just because there's just so many, there's so many ifs in that scenario, and I think – you can't you can't underestimate the need for bodies in this league, like bodies that see reps, you know. Mm-hmm. And DPJ is going to see reps, like well, so is Gainwell. Have, that that's my whole argument is he's going to see reps. 
Yeah, but he's in a run first offense. Like it, they're going to use him this year, and he's behind it. He's behind one of the shakiest number one running backs in the NFL. Like, can you think of a guy that has a, a shakier hold on his job than Miles Sanders? No, I mean, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not close. I just personally would rather have Peoples Jones. I think, I think the Browns like him. Um, All right, in two I, years, what's the chance that the Browns haven't completely replaced him? I mean, I guess it just depends on what he does, right? Like how he plays this season. But he's going to get yeah, a shot. Well, is the thing, Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, it's extremely likely. Like it's, I think it's even more likely they replace Kenneth Gainwell than they do Don, Donovan Peoples Jones. I mean. People- I don't think they'll replace Gainwell. I think that they'll I, I think that he'll just settle into a role. I mean, right? nobody I just, thought that they were gonna pick uh Gainwell with Miles Sanders there. Well, they took him in the fifth, though. He just fell so far. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, why not why wouldn't they go and take a, a round a fifth round running back they like, you know, two years from now or next year? Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean that's what I'm saying. It's it's but it's I'm just not, I mean, I, I feel like the Eagles caught some lightning with him by getting him in the fifth round. He shouldn't have, you know, it was, it was missing the COVID year that dropped him down, you know, and Gainwell was a, he was, he was a pretty good name in Debbie circles before that. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good names in Debbie circles that never. I, I just, well, I'm just saying that's the reason he, he, he dropped. He's, he's, he's better than a fifth round talent. I, well, just, I mean, the reason he dropped, I think he's going to have a role. Like I think he's going to have a role for a long time is what I'm saying. I don't think it's a lead role. I don't know. I think that's wishful thinking, man. Like I, I just, I don't think like I'm saying, I'm not saying that there's a, there's no shot at that. I'm just saying that, you know, it's just as likely that, you know, he maintains that 60 carries a a year uh, for the next two years and gets 20, 30 catches. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean that's but, that's all I'm saying is. But what's I, think, I mean I I think that there's a really good chance that that DPJ just underperforms and fades away. Yeah, there's really all, there's definitely a really good chance of that. But I'd rather I mean, he I'm was a fifth I'd rather, he was a fifth round pick. Yeah, but that that's not what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is I'd rather have the guy who's going to get the opportunity, the on field opportunity, uh, for the majority of the year, right? Like. Mm. I mean, I think there's only there's only one running back on the field at a time. You know, you have a minimum number of slots for for guys that you can have on your roster with only three bench spots. I want the guy who can fill up one of the two wide receiver spots and or the flex spots. And, you know, there's three at least three wide receivers uh, on the field at a time with the Browns, you know, sometimes four. He's going to be on the field a lot. That's what I'm. That's what I want. I want a guy to be on the field a lot. Um, I mean, I'm not like I said. I'm not mad at you for for taking Gainwell. I think that's a good shout. You know, yeah. If you if you like the player, take him. I just personally would rather have the wide. I do receiver. like the I do like the player, and I don't think this is an Eagles bias. You know, I I think this is just me knowing about the Eagles and knowing that they're going to use their running backs a lot this year, even though like. They're going to try not to, but I think they're going to be forced to. Um, all right, so Tim Patrick, we both agree on that. We didn't we didn't touch on why, but he's. I just I love the ability, and he's the third receiver in a really, really what should yeah. be a really good passing offense. He's a good he's a good uh 
he's a good player that's getting a lot of noise in that offense as far as, you know, the rapport he's trying to build with, with Russell Wilson. Um, He's shown that he's a good player and he can step in and fill in a, fill, Mm -hmm. fill a role in really, really well. And big, big draft capital. We can't forget that too. He was drafted in the third round. So was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I, I remember. I mean, he's 28 though. What? No, he's not. Tim, Tim Patrick. Patrick. Oh, I'm not thinking. T- I was You're thinking, thinking of Hamler. KJ Hamler. I was thinking KJ Hamler. I don't know uh, why I was thinking KJ Hamler. Um, no, Tim, Tim Patrick's 28 came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, Tim Patrick. Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I I'm so in love with uh with with Hamler that I'm just like I just had him on my brain when when uh Tim Patrick was brought up. So but Hamler, yeah. it's funny you mentioned him. He's one of the guys I'm hoping to get for nothing because. Like I scrolled down and he's like 80th on the list. Oh, he would he would be he would be number one on my list. Number one on your list. If on this list on this really list, for five hundred, you would spend five hundred on him. Oh, I wouldn't spend five hundred on anybody. I don't think, but uh, well, you have five hundred. Yeah, I wouldn't spend the five hundred on anybody. You wouldn't. I would. I would split it up. No. Oh well, but this is just this is what we just talked about. You said you would go all in on one player. No, you said that. Oh. I, I said I said I would I said I would go for the the players I thought were the best, but I didn't say I would go all in. Oh, so but what what if you get none of them? Then you go because for the you're going. To, you understand you're going against twenty three other teams. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm getting anybody if I do that. I think I think that there's going to be some guys like I think you're probably going to miss out on the Gainwells and the Parkers and. People Jones, Neil's going to take him for sure. Um, but I think you, I mean, the guys like Hamler, I think you got a chance of getting that guy for, you know, 150, 200, um, and just trying to get two guys and roll with that because you know you're going down. So, you know, try to get two two guys that you can, you can project that's going to get some field time, I, if not this season, then in the future. I am not willing to risk that. I mean, all of these I, I guys think, are risky, though. Like, well, no, my what I think the risk is that I get nobody, that I get outbid on everyone. If I bid five hundred on six guys, I'm probably getting somebody. Follow me on those six guys that I just yeah. Listed. I don't think that's a good strategy. If I'm if I'm being honest with you, because I also think that I can get. I'd rather I'd rather put in I'd rather put in what I think are you know just above high values on a bunch of different guys like how do you know what a value is though you, you're going against 23 guys and you've never because been in this you, because you're assuming that everybody's going to have the same thought of you as you uh, of going in at 500 like the majority of people aren't hmm. i don't think with these players like there's no way that every single person is going to say i'm going to spend all of my fab on one guy i think you're going to be in the min- the minority in that I also, and, but I also feel like I can get some steals after for nothing, right? KJ yeah, Handler seventy eighth. I um, would with with the risk that every single one of these guys carries. Like I want more than one of them. Hmm. Period. Like I but, want more than one of them. Well, also, well, I, I also feel like I can get two guys for zero dollar bids on the second run, and yeah. you realize that your entire budget resets before the season starts. 
Yeah, but so now I have five. So the only the only way that you're the only way that you're getting any guy at zero is if two things happen. One, the majority of people have the same idea as you to go all in. That has to happen, right? Not saying everybody, but the majority of people. No, I'm saying in the second run. Well, yeah, everybody's gotten their third, their three. Look, these are the guys in that range, right? So once 72 players are off the board, KJ Hamler is 78th. So you might not get taken at all, right? Johnu Smith, OJ Howard, um, Quez Watkins, Jalen Guyton. These are guys that I can get for nothing. And then dump in season. So maybe maybe I'm not understanding you. So it's going to reset after this run or after or after this no season. no 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 these are guys that i can get they're gonna reset it's gonna reset before game one okay right? so okay. now i have another 500 to spend in season once i see what's going on right yeah, and now i can I'm, adjust in season is, and if i have is, if i already have one player if i know i'm getting one of those six players with my 500 right now I have another 500 to spend in season on two spots that I can just kind of shuck and jive with. So then you what, know, separate, find what separates your $0 bid from somebody else's $0 bid if you said there's no waiver? Uh... Well, because it's the second run. And I feel like second run, everybody's going to get their three guys in the first run. So if, if these guys are left over on the second run, nobody like there's, there's going to be very little competition for them. Yeah, I'm I'm not not with these players. I mean, there's not one player that you listed that I'm like, oh, I gotta have that person. He's gonna produce. Well, when you see what comes after that. All right. So let's go. All right, let's let's go over a couple other players. I mean, you just said KJ <clears throat> Hamler is like seventy something though. Like that's well, there's a lot of quarterbacks. All right, so Gronk MVS. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have MVS over any of these guys. Would you? Yep. So am I putting him on my list? I don't know about MVS. I mean, Logan Thomas. He played. Would I rather have Devontae Parker or MVS? Like MVS all day. Whatever yeah. The, okay. Okay. Van Jefferson or MVS? Like, I'm give me the guy in the Chiefs' offense. Like, <laughs> I mean, is he going to be the guy in the Chiefs' offense in two years? Which was your kind of benchmark. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, like, there's trades in this league, right? Oh, yeah. So if you have a guy like MVS, you can trade him in season if you are if you already know you're going down. Like, if, let's say, Deshaun Watson's uh, um, suspension comes in and it's 12 games. 10, 10 games, yeah, 12 yeah. games. And you say, okay, I'm going down, right? Like, I have no quarterback, I'm going down. Um, then you can trade MVS and get a future, you know, second or third for a team that's fighting for promotion and get a good rookie player in the future. There's no third round or second round then, you know? Yeah. So also consider how this draft goes, right? So if I win division one and get promoted, the best I can do is two Oh one for my first. Right, because oh no, actually that's not true because there are only six. So I guess I can get one oh seven. All right, I yeah. forgot about that. Okay. You know, you understand it's that so MVS. Much... You understand that the Chiefs gave MVS ten million dollars a year for three years. Yeah, it's not all guaranteed. 
That's probably it. That's probably a two-year structure. But they paid him. Like they're they're saying we believe this guy is going to come in and yeah. produce. Yeah. Like that's the point. Like are like do you? They want- gave Sammy Watkins a chunk of change too. Don't forget about that. Yeah, but MVS has produced. Has he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. he's been decent before. Mm. Has he? Has he though? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to put MVS on the list. Eh, not really. But uh, <laughs> I mean, but he's. he's I'm going to put him on the list, though. I, I, I agree. Seen, he deserves to be at least on this list. He's seen 70 targets, 56 targets, 63 targets, 55 targets. Like, if. Yeah. I mean, if he's giving you 100 fantasy points this year, like, that's going to be worth something. I mean, McCall Hardman is trash, right? Yeah, he's done. Logan Thomas. Uh, I'm not bad. That's a I'm shout. Putting, that's a I'm shout. I'm not putting 500 on him, though. No, I mean, I'll, I mean of course I'll not. I'll put 100 on him in case I miss other guys. Right? Yeah, I mean, so what, you can get up to three guys, right? Yeah. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like I would rather I would rather have like NBA. Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Curtis Samuel, Sterling Shepard. Sterling, Sterling Shepard, that's Shepherd, another maybe. that's another really good one. Yeah. I mean, but he's not a five hundred guy. No nobody's a five hundred guy. Yeah, <laughs> so these guys are. I'm telling you, some of these guys are. No, none of these guys are five hundred guys. <laughs> but it's only off season fab it's not in season fab it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what i'd I'm rather have is, you're not following my logic what i'm saying is if i can get I one can. guy now i'm betting with that 500 in season i can get two more i'd i think i i understand your logic i just think it's wrong <laughs> like i understand what you're saying i just don't agree with it okay right on in my opinion like i just think that i'd rather have three guys I like than one guy I like and two guys that I, you know, am forced into because everybody else already has their guys. Okay. All right. Right on, right on. Well, all right. At least you talked me into putting MBS on the league and I reordered my list a little bit, not changing my strategy. All right. So that concludes deserted islands. I have a ridiculous trade that was proposed to me that we are going to end the podcast on someone's trying to get um stafford to cooper cup um hookup for me and they offered kirk cousins albert oface pierre strong a 23 my 23 first and this is a team that I, this is a league that i won last year so it's a late first Oh, and my 2024 second. Uh, what? I mean, is there anything that I could even counter with that? What are you, what are you trying to, I mean, what is the trade? They're trying to get Stafford and Cup for me for Cousins, Albert O, Pierre Strong, no, that's, a 23 that's a, first no, and a 23 no, second. No. Is, I mean, would you even trade Cup for that? No. Can I counter by taking Stafford out? No. Yeah, right. I mean No, that's just a bad offer. I mean, wow. Not, wow. I'm not gonna call this it. I'm not gonna call this guy out, but this is a Patreon member and this is a Patreon league. So just do better. It. Do better, homeboy. Yeah, I can't even counter that. That sucks when I can't when I get I hate when I get offers I can't even counter. 
All right. We're not, I lied. We're not going to end on that. Um, we're going to end on this. Like that was a pretty terrible note to end on. Yeah. We're going to end on this. We're going to end on a really like everybody hates this trade. <laughs> Would you rather have Ayuk, Brevin Jordan and a 25 second or Goddard, Rondell Moore and a 23 fourth? Ayuk, what is it? Ayuk, Brevin Jordan and a 25 second. Or Goddard and Rondell Moore. 25 second? Yeah. It was the first second this guy had available. Do I have to pick one? Yeah. Is it That's what everybody premium? says. <laughs> Is it tight end premium? 0. 0.25. 0. 0.25 premium? Yeah, it makes it even grosser. <laughs> It makes you not. It's that's and and that's the whole yeah. point. Like I have just just give me Ayuk. Just give me Ayuk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Like I that that was me trading Dallas Goddard. I have been tra- trying to trade Dallas Goddard in a rebuild in this league forever. Why are you bringing these nasty trades to this podcast? I mean, it's it's just kind of like the point of what what you can get for Goddard in a in a non TEP league. Man, it's rough. Yeah. His value has really sunk. And I don't see it really going up this year. Um, he's got a lot of competition for targets and a low volume offense. And he's going to be, what, 20, 29 next year? You know, he's waited forever to get his shot. And it's just, it's, I mean, if he has his window, it's going to be like a two year window of elite production at best, if it ever happens. So, so, okay. Let me, let me ask you, let me ask you a question on a trade. This one I think is a bit more difficult. Okay. So rebuilding team trades T Higgins. Mm-hmm. was projected to be a very late 23 second. Okay. And a mid to late 23 second. Okay. T Higgins and two okay seconds. Yeah. One one is a one is a very definitely gonna be late. Like if the guy doesn't win the league, then he's gonna come in second for sure. Okay. So yeah, okay. So two eleven or two twelve. In in a good class. Yes. And then um the other side is getting what's projected to be an early twenty three first and a mid twenty three first. An early twenty-two, an early twenty-three. Yeah, I'm taking that. I mean, that's tough. But when I think of what you can get with mid twenty-three first next year, is like, uh, I so I'm going to add some context to this. Um, Zach Evans and Bryce Young, or T Higgins. And a couple of late seconds. Yeah. What 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 do you think? I mean, I I got the first. I take yeah, the first. I take the first because yeah because when you look at next year's class, the firsts are way more valuable than they are this year. Yeah. I mean, like in reality, whether these players end up being good or not, 
And even though like we have a whole college year to go through and guys are going to rise and fall, you're going to have running backs and quarterbacks available like all throughout the first next year. So those are just valuable positions. And while I love T Higgins and he's an excellent like building block for a young team, he's a wide receiver. You know, he's, it's not a premium position. So yeah, I would, I would absolutely do that. And two dart throws for two firsts. Hell yeah. 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 I, um, and I, I just, I mainly did it because not because I'm like, I mean, I do like the 23 class so far, like thus far, but that wasn't really the main reason for me doing it. And my main reason for me doing it is because everybody else loves the class so much. So yeah, I mean, well, it, that's, it, yeah, that's the it, other thing. That's the other thing. Once you get into the 23, you know, actually with this class, you might not even need to wait until you get it. Like, it, like, all right. So normally the strategy is to wait until you're in your rookie draft to trade your picks. Because that's when they're most valuable. And that was definitely true this year. They gained a little bit of value in draft. Not a lot. Um, in past years, they've they've gained a lot. This mm-hmm. year, though, with all the hype that's coming, like once all the evaluation is done on all these players, who's to say that people don't get like, like some of the polish might come off of these guys? Yeah. Right? So maybe you just capitalize on the hype early. Like right after the season ends, before pe- people really dig in on the draft class, maybe trade those twenty three firsts for um, more than they'll be worth. You know, I don't know. I I, I think I think that's going to bear watching the like that. You, you're going to need to watch the college season this year and and really evaluate that at the end of next year. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. Like, I, I mean, it's it's just a thought. I'm not I, I'm not saying that that's that's the thing to do. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, no, I, like, I from a value standpoint, there might be sort of an inverse reaction, and you might be able to take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, I hate rules in 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 fantasy, right? Like, you just sure. play you play your league, and if you think that if you if you're getting the feel that people are overvaluing the 23 first like really significantly in season um you know the guy some guys are 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 getting out of the uh um of the game so to speak they're they're just trading all their players away because they know they're not competing and they're really desperate to get 23 first and somebody sends you a crazy offer don't decline it just because you're in season you know oh like, yeah yeah obviously obviously that's the crazy offer scenario um but i think I think there is something to be said for um, I don't think it's necessarily about being in the draft and being on the clock. And that just makes the pick more valuable for me. The way I've always thought about it is that during your rookie draft, everybody is in the room at the same time, so to speak. So you can say, okay, guys, I'm on the clock. Um, people are sending me offers. It's going to take a while. And then suddenly more offers start flowing in. If these picks are valuable at that point. Right. right? right. And it's, sure. it's purely Absolutely. about people being in the room at the same time rather. And, and everybody's attention is on the rookie class right then, right there. You know, it's not like, you know, in season you might make a trade and somebody comes out and messages you and you're like, Oh, I would have given more, you know? Right. 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 But, it's about, it's about, you know, 
having 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 the foresight, having the thoughtfulness. Absolutely. Yeah, all um, the cards are on the table, so to speak, during your rookie draft. Like everybody is there, everybody's paying attention. Yeah, right. Um, if somebody wants to trade up, they're going to. Absolutely. Yeah. That's pay, yeah pay attention to what's going on. You know, yeah. pay attention to the what what do your league mates want, right? Do you have a guy? Let's talk about the Darlings draft a little bit, right? There were a couple things I did in that draft. I mentioned it before on this podcast. There's a couple things that I did in that draft. I don't think I would have been able to do in any other draft I've ever been in, right? So um, you and I made, like, Kenneth Walker fell to 103. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that happen anywhere else. I was in 16 drafts. That's the only one that happened in. All right. Well, to me, that's a situation where I need to trade up because now he's at 103 and I'm at 104 and it's a little less valuable, right? Like I don't have to trade up two spots. I don't have to trade up one. So I did that. And then that makes one of my veteran running backs expendable when I get Kenny, Kenny Walker. Right. So I didn't expect to get Kenny Walker. I was banking on Zeke. So now Zeke is expendable. So I offered him. I offered him for the 106 and I got it. I mean, that's a little, that, that that's a pie in the sky scenario. You shouldn't get 106 for Zeke, you know, and I took Jameson Williams. Um, I, I was just shooting for pure, like best player on the board at that point. And Jameson Williams was that for me, but like I did it right. And later in that draft, it, it, and this, it's the same owner and the owner, posted in our chat numerous times that hey i wasn't ready for this draft to start even though we didn't start it right away it was like a mm-hmm. week after the nfl draft i don't have any research done i kind of want to trade these picks for veterans i was like okay i got veterans mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then i went and i went and offered him and like uh i offered him locket for the 202 but he went ahead and and drafted the the, the player and didn't see my offer and then took my offer. So he took Trey McBride, who I wouldn't have taken at 202. But still, lock it for Trey McBride. I'll do that every day of the week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got rid of a 29-year-old wide receiver with no quarterback for a possible, you know, a second-round tight end. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? These are shots yeah. you can take in your draft when you see when you see something out of another owner. Right, you just got to keep your head up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sorry, yeah, it's all about it's all about playing playing your specific league. You know, it's it. Sometimes we get it is about playing your about- specific league. I, I agree, but what one thing I really want to, I really want to like like, I don't know, like punctuate out of this is I I, I think there's going to be a lot of positional value out of next year's draft, whether the players are good or not when you can get quarterbacks and running backs late, like mid to late in the first and into the second, you know, quarterbacks and running backs that get NFL draft capital. Um, it's, it's, it's like the James Cook argument that you had this year, right? James Cook was not really a good running back in anyone's eyes, you know, in, in any of our eyes, but he got second round draft capital on a good team. And, just I think the running back pool is so much deeper next year. You're gonna see guys like running backs go a lot of running backs go in the in, in the second round and a few go in the first. Right. And you're gonna see 
possible six quarterbacks go in the first round next year. Yeah. I know they said possibly five this year and only one. So it absolutely could change. But Yeah, I mean it's it's probably it's probably going to change, but I mean it's it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's worth probably. Yeah. It's it's worth well, the, yeah, it is. monitoring it is. during it, it's I mean it is going to change. Yes. Yeah. It's it's worth at least monitoring during the season and just paying attention to for sure. Absolutely and and just yeah, treat twenty three picks as overhyped, but also keep in the back of your head that it could be a damn good class. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. Player league, like if you if you get an offer that you feel is is an overvalue for the picks, then consider it. I mean, don't hold on to picks just because everybody is hyping up the picks you know play what you play what your league is you know play with the hand you're given don't you know don't play somebody else's hand yeah and don't overhype your own picks right you know yeah i mean i overhype your picks if you want no i'm sorry know? don't overhype other people's picks yeah exactly exactly that's so what I meant just say. just play play your team yeah, yeah right, on, but, uh, right on yeah i get what you're i get what you're saying though it could definitely be a really good class yeah all right uh, cool did we cover it yeah, I think we're good to go, man. I think we got it. All right, cool. Next week, I think we're going to have a guest. I'm not going to tease the guest, but I believe we're going to have a guest and we're going to have a more competitive game. This was more of a this is more of a drinking game this week. Um, <laughs> what's it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> would you rather a deserted island or drinking games as far as I'm concerned? So, oh, damn. I should have been doing more drinking then. Like a beer and a half in. A beer and a half. Oh, did you crack a dos, dos equis? Yep. Yep, I did. It's yeah, warm. So I, not great. I, uh, I like me a, a little double X. That's good. You ever had a Modelo Negro? Once, I Mexican believe. Beers. Okay. That is my favorite of all of the Mexican beers that I've ever tried. Really? So I've, I've had, yeah, I've had Dos Equis green and brown label. I like the green Dos Equis better than the brown because it's an ale, I believe. So I like an ale better than a lager. Uh, Tecate, Tecate, however you say that, is um, mm-hmm. piss. It's it's a uh, somebody somebody fed um, a Mexican guy a bunch of Budweiser, and then he pissed into a bunch of cans and sold it to <laughs> Americans. That's what Tecate is. Uh, sounds like an upgrade on Budweiser. <laughs> Modelo Especial is uh, drinkable. Um, it's good. I would call that like. Uh, a little better than like Mexican Budweiser. Um, Corona is American, right? Is Corona even made in Mexico? I, I, I believe know. all the, the Corona stuff. Corona Gold stuff is pretty good. I haven't tried that. Corona's fine, yeah. you know. It, that that is Mexican Budweiser, if you ask me. Modelo Especial is a little above that. Then Modelo Negro is a dark <laughs> beer. Yeah. Love that. Is it delicious? What What are you yeah. laughing about? Huh. What are you nothing, nothing, nothing. All right. Well, I pissed you off on numerous occasions this evening. Oh, you didn't <laughs> piss me off, man. I did once. You're like, all right, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> I just know. I just know us. I know that's going to drag on for far too long. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So anyway, next week we're going to have some competition. It's not going to just be me and and Chad arguing about strategy. Uh, but. Hopefully you got a little something out of that because, uh, you know, 
there's, there's, there's a plus and a minus out of every side. Chad, do you want to plug anything? Uh, absolutely not. Okay, I do. Um, catch me on the Dynasty uh, Fever podcast with Brian Ford every week. And catch me on the Dynasty War Games podcast every week on Friday nights with my main man, Chad Mendoza. And, man, got to love him, Captain Mike, as soon as he gets back in mid-July. And uh, we're going to have a bunch of uh, really fun guests in between now and then. We got some creative games thought up. And uh, we're going to have some fun. So catch you next week. Oh, I do have something. I do have something. Right go on. and um go and uh I don't know what the proper term is. Go and like my Twitter. Go and follow my Twitter. You follow it's, called. it's follow. yeah, it's looking pretty pathetic right now. I think I have like 17 followers and not much of a Twitter guy. You'll probably Didn't never Didn't you just call me? me? Haven't you been calling me pop up and you don't know how to work Twitter? I'm I mean I know how to work it. I just choose not <laughs> to. Uh but yeah, it's apparently something I've been instructed is 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 you know a good idea. So if you guys want to go ahead and and you know, hit the like or subscribe or follow or do whatever you got to do there just to get the number up. That'd be great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, uh, all right. So just to clarify, like and su- subscribe on on YouTube and please leave us a five star on Apple Podcasts if you like what we're offering and a review and on Twitter, just follow us. I don't. We don't tweet much, but we tweet out when we're going to be on air, so then you can listen to us. And last but absolutely not least, Old Faithful, Mike Kinney, in chat, all night. Thank you, my man. <laughs> all right. And uh, y'all have a great week. We'll see you next week. Later. Same, same channel, same time. <laughs> when we add up all those inches... That's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.